0: And welcome to the 396th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thorch, here today with my co-host, Lornian. Hello. And then, of course, we've got, uh, Veth Silo. Hello, that my. And then, of course, I'm Trainer Thatch, and this is Lydian, and that's Seth Vilo. We, we've just, we, we were just being silly gooses. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, you. Uh, because it's 830 and that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> And so welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. What else would it stand for? Nothing. Nothing, I, else. nothing else. Nothing else. Not the Purdue University Cyclotron Laboratories, not the People's Union for Civil Liberties, which I'm pretty sure probably hate us like a little bit. Because what we, even are those? We outrank them on the Google search. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of bad. Like, I feel a little bad about that one. Uh, and then, You were in your basement. What could you do? Uh, I wasn't in a basement. I didn't have a basement until I I was a man. Um, uh, I was molded in the ranch-style house. (laughs) You just adopted it. Um, Okay, but continuing on, we are a Pokemon podcast that talks about everything Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to Pokemon Rumble Rush, which is apparently only on Android still? Yeah. Uh, That's really weird to me, but that's okay. It says it's on iOS now. Um, It's on iOS. It finally came out. Uh, so took it long enough. Yeah, right. Well, who cares? It's a Pokemon Rumble game, honestly. Like, let's be let's be kind of serious here. How dare you.
3: Pokemon Welcome Rumble's to- fine. Pokemon Rumble, you can't steer. Sounds awful. <laughs>
0: yeah. How dare you. Welcome Rumble to Rumble
2: Rush is amazing.
0: <laughs> We've got a good show lined up for you guys today. We're going to we're going to start with some chit-chat because it's been a while since I've seen Seth um lindy and i just saw so we don't care um and then uh we, we we've also got some news to talk about we're going to jump into a poke quiz we're going to talk about our revised hopes for pokemon sword and shield now that we've got some information and then we're going to go into a pokemon of the episode and li- end things with an interview with dr lava from lava cut content who's actually one of the guys that does all of those awesome interviews uh, he's been translating the interviews for gen 5 designs that you've been seeing float around the internet he's the guy responsible mm. for that yeah it was actually a really fun interview Uh, so all of the timestamps will be in the show notes. If you want to skip around, uh, do whatever you want to do. Uh, but yeah, how have you guys been lately? Linnean, how is, how is your flight back from PuckleCon? I heard everybody's was awful.
3: Uh, mine was canceled. So I (laughs) guess by default, it was fine. Okay. Um, so I caught a direct flight the next day. Uh, they, they transferred me for free. Uh, I did not know and was not informed. It was the first direct flight between the two airports. That's amazing. So like, the local news was there. <laughs> there were cookies what? that they were giving out. Yeah, I have pictures of all of this. I there
0: saw the pictures of the cookies. Were,
3: uh they had fire truck.
0: A <laughs> fire, fire truck? Were,
3: there was a fire truck was there who was spraying water over the plane like a gigantic champagne like thing. Like you went through this, this sounds so waterfall stupid. as they took off I was sitting there going, what even is life? <laughs> who uh, and, this? It was the most surreal experience I had that entire weekend. And that's saying something, given all of what happened. Uh, and then we we uh, flew back to Salt Lake, and it was a ride.
0: <laughs> how, how, long, how long is that flight, then? It can't uh, be that was, terrible.
3: No, it was like maybe three and a half hours, maybe four. That's not a bad flight. That's cool that it's direct, though. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're like, yeah, we can put you on a direct flight. They never were like... Oh, it's the first direct flight. How special. They're just like, yeah, that's an option. Yeah, you gonna take, take that. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. I mean, OK, like I understand the cookies, but like the rest of it sounds really absurd. That's all. It, I'm- it was really extra. <laughs> <laughs> the so local, local news approved. shows up. <laughs> the local news for for a direct flight. What, what a world. Let me tell you. Uh, Seth, you were also in Ohio, but not in the exciting parts. Um so yeah. how was how was your flight? Did you get to take a direct flight back too? Y-
2: well, yeah. It, that's the one of the perks of living near Atlanta, Georgia. There's <laughs> yes. <a> direct flight <laughs> I anywhere. Know. I know. There were delays both directions. That was fun getting there and getting back because weather is weather and it was fun. So I mean, my flight was fine. It was delayed for I think a total of 3 hours, but Oof. whatever.
0: Oof. That sucks. Yeah. How's everything else going? How you holding up, bud?
2: Not bad, not bad. Managing to injure myself with my new my new computer toys, so that's fun.
0: <laughs> I so so just for reference, Seth Vilo hurt himself playing with a virtual re- reality machine. And um, yep. I I needless to say, like when he started explaining to me the story, I was very unsurprised knowing him. <laughs> wow. Uh I just I was just giving people a reference for like what's going on. <laughs> uh I was I'm j I'm just very unsurprised. Yeah. For me, I've been trying to rediscover rediscover video games so I can think about how much I like video games again, um, after recent Pokemon developments. And yeah, so uh, I I rediscovered, and this is a blast from the past. Probably more for Seth than for Lydian Uh, but the Guitar Hero franchise.
2: Yes. <laughs> That's yes. How Which young one? do you
0: think I am? Yeah. Young enough Four that you didn't fully enjoy it. <laughs>
2: You didn't yet have hand-eye coordination, boy. <laughs>
0: because uh, I went – so, like, I have all the controllers and stuff from, like, when I was a kid. And my parents were just like, we don't want your stuff in our house anymore. And they kind of just, like, dumped it off. And so, like, I've had it sitting <laughs> in my basement since we moved in. Uh, but the problem is, like, I knew, like, the, uh, like the drum set, like, wasn't working. And, like, one of the pads wasn't working. So, like, uh, using my electrical engineering knowledge. I I went ahead and I ripped it open to try to fix it. Um surprisingly, it was a super easy fix. Um because wow. those those drums are not complicated electrically whatsoever. <laughs> it's literally like two wires. You have like a ground wire and a, an actual wire. That's all you have. Wow. And so first of wow. all, there were no issues even with the with like the actual drum set, it ended up being with like the foot pedal. Um, because like, um, if you remember, so this is a blast for the past for those of you at home. Um, if not, I, I do recommend to understand this story fully looking up guitar hero world tour drum set. Um, <laughs> uh, but like they had these little things, little plastic things that you flipped up to like set the, uh, set the drumsticks on. The problem is anybody that ever owned one of those, those broke immediately because none of us were drummers and we'd end up hitting yeah. them very hard and then they would just end up breaking off. And so what ended up happening Uh is those pieces, like, slid underneath one of the drum pads so it wouldn't actually properly hit. And so once Mm -hmm. I opened it up and I just took those things out and I put it back together, it worked just fine. Um, (laughs) All right, then. Yeah, so I was like, cool, this works now. I guess I can play some guitar here. Then I lost the drumsticks, but then I bought some on Amazon, and now I have them. So now my life is complete.
2: What a well, shoot, if that's story. all it took. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then i just been rocking out on uh, on Guitar Hero. The best thing about Guitar Hero games is that they over – so like the Guitar Hero franchise and similarly Rock Band, they died because of the recession. Just, just heads up, they died because of the recession. Uh, people blame it on oversaturation of the market. But the answer is no. People just didn't want to spend $150 on like a guitar game. Mm -hmm. And so that's why these these companies like or these franchises went out of business. And then they tried to revive them briefly back in 2015 uh, to no avail. No, it did (laughs) not work. Uh, It did not work at all, which was really sad. Honestly, Um, it's probably because they didn't have one like a Wii version that came out. Honestly, I'm going to be completely 100 percent honest.
3: You can't capture the casual market without a Wii. Like that's just
0: there wasn't. Well, it came out for the Xbox One and the PS4 and I just don't think it It was it was like right as those consoles came out too which I think also hurt it because those consoles were super expensive and there weren't budget versions of those consoles so like like say you wanted to play those games really really badly on the new hardware and you would end up spending like $500 for a new console on top of like the $200 for like the new controllers and everything
2: so yeah don't worry Thatch I have your answer the answer is Beat Saber join <laughs> me <laughs> Yes, no, like, don't
3: spend five hundred dollars on that. Spend three thousand dollars on this. Nah,
0: you get an <laughs> Oculus Quest. I, I don't plan on doing that at all. Uh, Do it. I join heard. The, I heard the best virtual reality, like on a budget, is to just go get the Nintendo Labo one, just to, like try it out. <laughs> no, I really like this is a legitimate thing. Like I heard it was. Uh, I heard it was like a good like entry level like try VR.
2: I would say now one of the good ones is the oculus brand. The quest is good. it's all self contained You don't have to have a computer for it, really you do no it just sure. sits I on mean, your so, face
0: so to be fair, like I have a pretty high end computer, so like I can probably use the regular one,
2: yeah, but how much how much is that going to set me back? I think the quest is around two fifty okay. and the rift s is around three or four hundred wow they've they have significantly decreased in price, yeah, unless you're a psychopath and go for the index. I don't know what that means. You're saying words. That's Brand right. spank a new one. That's it's not three hundred dollars,
0: that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I like the problem with virtual reality right now, like I'll jump in so like I'm not gonna be an early adopter to virtual reality. Um I I will jump into virtual reality as soon as developers jump into virtual reality. That that's kind of where I am with that. Because I don't think there's any I don't think there's been a killer IP on virtual reality yet
2: beat saber
0: i need my that's okay so that's not nearly jedi as guitar hero it's not as good as guitar hero let's stop lying to ourselves <laughs> seth have you not played guitar hero
2: oh no i have it's just i, miss it. I can only I miss beat it. my brother in one song so it wasn't very it wasn't my cup of tea unless we played that one song so you can just come over and
0: hang out with me and we'll
2: just like i'm not super good there
0: we at, go uh, at least not right perfect. now. perfect and so i i've missed those days man i miss the guitar Mm -hmm. hero days but that's okay so enough about guitar hero this is a pokemon podcast um we is it though not right now uh (laughs) and so we are gonna kick it on over to the news where we'll talk about some of the recent developments in pokemon so let's cue that epic music This just in. And to the news, in the news, we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, because we were watching it beforehand and I need to make this joke before I forget. Um, the Mewtwo Evolutions put out a new video uh, showing the Mewtwo Strikes Back uh, movie, uh, some more clips on it. There's a few new scenes in it, and it also includes the track Let Me Love You by Rita Ora, who I assume uh, Nintendo owns the soul of because she actually did a lot of music in the Detective Pikachu movie. So uh, or at least Pokemon owns her soul. One of the two. So that that's kind of interesting, I guess. Um, the other thing that's of note is in the scene, uh, scenes that are shown, you get to actually see the boat of Ashenko going to the islands in the Mewtwo Strikes Back movie. Um, also Seth, you asked me why team rocket was there. I hope that wasn't serious.
2: It's, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. I just remember them in the magic Harp sub. So first puckle movie night needs to be the first movie now. I'm sorry. Uh, it has to, Uh-oh. happen.
0: <laughs> it has to be that way. <laughs> what have just, I done? Uh, so what happens at that part of the movie is team rocket actually like ha- has the boat that takes them out, out to the Island. The problem is while they're in the boat, they are dressed as Vikings and in this shot, they're just dressed as sailors. So I am pretty discouraged. That Minus that 10. I am pretty discouraged because we're probably going to lose the best joke in that entire movie in the dialogue. Which is, <laughs> um, which, which is, uh, I which, thought my Kings Kings were, were mostly in Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's why we're going to, we're probably going to miss out on that joke. A, a little part of me was hoping this was going to be like super shot for shot remake. To the point where they could just translate the old dub on top of it. And we could still get, like, Veronica Taylor and everybody else. But Mm. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. Which makes me sad.
3: Oh no, Pokemon's disappointing you by failing to uphold legacy. What a shot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, they're disappointing me a lot lately. And I just wanted something. Okay, just give me something, guys.
2: Okay. That being said, the the more models that I've seen in this particular trailer, it seems like it's a really cool, healthy medium between the typical anime versions of Pokemon we've seen and the Detective Pikachu stuff. They seem uh, like I what guess. they should be on console. <laughs> Maybe. You can Maybe. see Pikachu's
0: fur. I don't know if I like it. I, I don't need fur on my Pokemon. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I really just don't need it.
3: I mean, I know if I like it, and the answer is No.
2: Yes. Uh, (laughs) I like it. I think it looks cute. And Gyarados looks very much more segmented, like it's wearing armor, like it should.
0: Okay, so because this is the Puckle Pokemon News segment, of course, what would it be without some Pokemon Go updates? Uh, So first of all, Pokemon Go Fest in Dortmund is going on. Uh, There are unknown that spell wake up exclamation point, which is very (laughs) confusing to me. Uh but those those they're there. Uh Jirachi's also there within the special research. Unfortunately that hasn't hit the public yet.
2: That's why it yeah. spells Wake Up.
0: I don't know why it spells Wake Up. Why is it spells? Jirachi
2: wake up? wakes up every thousand years to grant wishes.
0: Oh my gosh, you're right. Um for people worldwide, you get a couple of things. First of all, Nidoran is gonna be spawning and the shiny version will be available. Nidoran male, I should say. So you can finally get that shiny, shiny Nidto King. Um and if the research tasks get done, you can end up getting one hour lucky eggs. Uh, you can get up getting uh, three times hatch experience, two times raid experience. They've also changed the raid bosses as of right now, and Nidoran and Magnazone are a couple of the raid bosses. So that's really cool. Mm. And then Magnazone got replaced with Magnemite. The Magnazone was an error. <laughs> um and so, uh, yeah, so that got that changed gears real fast. I was about to say like Naderan, okay, cool, and Magnus, Mag- What, dude? I would that- have been so okay with Magnazone though. Being oh, it was it was a one tier raid boss. It was a tier one yeah. raid boss. Oh, I am so I thought they would have made it like tier four or something. I was wrong. They actually haven't changed raid bosses in a really long time. Looking at this list, uh, which is somewhat disappointing, but also like somewhat needed because I think you need to keep well, you need to keep a Lolan Marowak and you need to keep a Lolan Raichu because that's the only way to get those and. Because, unfortunately, they haven't figured out that whole Evolve This in Hawaii mechanic yet. And then uh, you you need Machamp because that's just like a staple of Pokemon Go. Like, you need Machamp. Uh, Unfortunately, like, if you want to play Pokemon Go well, you need Machamp. Uh, My wife gives me a lot of crap because every time there's a Machamp raid, I'm like, hey, we have to go do that. And she's just like, she's like, why? I'm like, she's like, do you need, do you really need a 13th Machamp? And I go, I go, I need the candy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of how that goes um but i mean i guess but unlike unlike shift tree i think is an odd choice though that's that's me um lapras and absol i totally get but i don't know if pokemon goes getting to the point where they're starting to oversaturate themselves with pokemon and i don't know how well it's gonna translate in the near future it's time for a call yeah I, yeah let's not let <laughs> Uh, Don't hurt my soul, Pokemon. Don't hurt my soul. <laughs> and that's it's all okay I'm that
3: you can keep them in
0: home. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like I'm holding out for home to like actually have things, but I've I got. I, I want I'm, I'm saving it for the topic. I've got some like hopes and dreams for home, and uh, I have a conspiracy theory as well that I haven't shared on air, but with people in oh uh, Discord. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna continue the news though. Uh, <laughs> without me being sad uh if you have the light app you can get some new pokemon stickers from the pokemon movies that's kind of cool that's finally yeah i know also if you're in uh if you're in gameopolis in spain on july 19th and 21st the pokemon sword and shield demo will be there as well um where you can see yamper and impidimp which have yet to be officially revealed in any capacity um i have theories on why that is um and the other, we missed the legendary raid hour that happened. Uh, that was on Wednesday. Uh, but I don't think there's too much other news other than Pokemon Go and a few other things happening as of right now. Because uh, I mean it's Thursday. We're recording early this week because of the holiday, and uh, unfortunately for you guys, that means we're they're going to drop some Pokemon news on Saturday, and we're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> you can call us out next week. Yeah, call us out next week in Puckle don't news. Give us a mail, man. In in Puckle News, uh, again, I'll re I'll reiterate this because somebody mentioned it in Discord and I wanted to be just I want there to, I want people to hear and know that this is happening. I am going ahead and I'm gonna be at MitsuriCon this upcoming August. It's only in like five weeks, uh actually. It's like uh the seventeenth and eighteenth of August. Uh the same weekend as Worlds, I will be at MitsuriCon, which is in Columbus, Ohio, doing a panel. Um uh, maybe two. They haven't told me yet. Uh, I'm on, I'm on the waiting list with one of my panels, but I'm going to be doing a panel on the magnetic evolution of Pokemon. We're going to be talking about like how magnetism can affect it. There's going to be some, some cool physics that ties in with Pokemon. I am just really excited to do it just because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's a great way to get the Puckle name out there. And I hope if you have the time and you want to, you want an excuse to go to an anime convention, maybe your significant other is like, I don't really want to go, but then you can go. My best friend Thatch is going to be there. And she'll be like, oh, well, that won't be so bad. And then she finds out your best friend, Thatch, is actually a podcast host who's never met you. But that, that's it doesn't okay. doesn't like
3: you to call him your best friend.
0: Uh, I use that argument. It doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> you probably used it for Cut, I can imagine. Uh, my best friend, Thatch, is going to be there. Do we have to go to this wedding? Um, <laughs> it does not work. <laughs> we can verify it did not work for Seth Vilo, but maybe it'll work for you um i just wanted to get that out there because i said it last time and i i had a couple people like mention like oh hey the midwest is there's a convention in the midwest and yeah i'll be there and if you want to meet up that's a great place to meet me up uh, meet up with me i know the gravies will be there actually uh selling their art which is really cool so if you want to help support the gravies as well it's a great place to go and pick up some of their art in person and just get to shake their hands the, these guys are cool i love the i love the gravies so uh, other than that, uh, I don't know that there's any other Puckle News. Summer League's still going strong. If you haven't already, jump in and get your gym badges because there's only like four weeks left for gym gym badge collection. And I think as of right now, only four people have enough badges to get into that final tournament. Uh, also, for those of you who had, nobody has ten badges. They only have eight. And if you get uh, the additional two badges, you get extra points for the Puckle League, which I found out surprisingly, despite not doing anything since like March, I'm still in 12th place in the Puckle League. <laughs> so nice that's cool uh and I, the Puckle league for those of you who are at home uh it's a great way you could probably jump in then if i haven't done anything since march you could probably jump in and get there i think it's going to either be the top 16 or the top eight are going to be put into a final tournament of champions at the end of the year uh where we're, we're going to be playing a variety of different formats and if you win that we'll have a big prize at the end um uh nobody's really stated what uh people have told me it's gonna be a switch and i go that's news to me the guy with the debit card and so <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens we'll see uh it could be a switch we were thinking a switch we haven't decided if that is true or not but you can come ahead and just go and if anything you can get the real i am the pokemon underground champion uh lo- uh title so go ahead do that. And we also like I said we always have free uh, free prizes anyway. If you win any of these tournaments, you win a copy of Pokemon Sword or Shield. As heartbreaking as that is for me. On that note, we will kick it on over to Puggle's Pokey Quiz where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. That means, of course, they can't use anything else except what's in their brains. No internet, no uh, no, nothing else, I guess. Um, just whatever's in your head. Just don't cheat, guys. Like, just just don't do that. They are competing today for... Uh, they're competing together to answer five Pokemon trivia questions given to us from our community. And one from me because I have a... Uh, I, nobody gave me a Pokedex entry today, so unfortunately we have that to, to hurt our souls. Uh, but we do have plenty of other trivia. We're going to have a good time with this. They're going to have a chance to answer each question, each question being worth one point apiece, except, of course, the one that has a bonus question. They do have a hint that they can use, and if they answer all the questions correctly without the hint, they can cash that in for an extra point for a possible total of seven. They are racing their fellow co-hosts to 30 points. Whoever gets there first gets $20 of T Public credit. Uh, to use on our Public store and this is of course is brought to you by Animegravy.com, your one-stop shop for anything anime oriented and they have some pretty cool art over there including green toros posters which are hanging up in my wall and you can actually see in the background of our streams so definitely check that out we also have some free art to give away Um, i'm thinking about doing a uh, thing for episode 400 we'll see how that goes Whoa. Uh, we'll talk about it more next week if I if I decide to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't decided if I'm doing it or not yet, because what I have planned would probably hurt me a lot um, physically. All right. So let's uh, I guess let's jump into it. Our first question is going to come from Archon, and he wants to know, what is the only non-starter Pokemon to evolve at level 17 by level up?
2: What? Like I, think I, I think it's... I think it Shinx into whatever <laughs> it evolves Lucio. into in the middle stage. Luxio. Lucio. yeah. I uh, feel like it's that, or maybe that's the level it learns Spark. Because I know why? it's a...
3: Why do these things stick in your head?
2: <laughs> <laughs> because I remember I wanted to use it in my Diamond and Pearl run, and it didn't get any good moves until Spark.
3: Well, I also know that it's wrong, but... Yeah, it might also be a bird. Um... No, because Shinx Evolves at level fifteen. For a while arrival was gonna oh, happen. Okay. I know they didn't tweak that one in PTU. Uh oh, okay.
2: Ugh, that's an awkward I feel like now it's a bird. pick a peck, I guess? Um no it was a kind of good bird.
3: <laughs> Staravia?
2: It might be Staravia, I don't th- it might be Fletchinder I, think... I don't think it's Staravia. The you only non starter. F- yeah? Do you want huh? to
3: just say Fletchender? Because I don't know how much navel-gazing we're going to get. You know, like, I don't know how helpful that's going to be. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I say would you say Fletchling into Fletchender and call it a day.
0: Yep. That sounds good to me. Fletchling into Fletchender is correct. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 It is correct. That is the only non-starter Pokemon that evolves at level 17. Fun fact. You guys got it. You did good
2: there, kids. I raised my share of talent <laughs> flames in Gen 6.
0: Oh, <laughs> right. So, okay, so we are going to we are going to move on to another question. It's going to be from P McGee. What Pokémon requires only swapping out a single letter of its name to get its evolution's name?
2: Pidgeotto is two. uh. What's Clink into Clank? Is it Clank or Clang? It's Clang. Clang? Okay. That's two letters. Uh, I'll say this is a Gen
0: 5 Pokemon, just to help you guys out. Oh, thank goodness. Uh,
2: okay.
3: Electric to tross is more than a letter. Um, Xiao. Mm. It's not a pan. It's not a
2: starter. Is it some kind of weird evolution? Like, weird meaning like Porygon 2 into Porygon Z. Ha 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 ha. Um I think that should be a correct answer. It's a stone it's a
0: stone. It it is a stone evolution from generation. A stone five.
2: based evolution.
3: The only ones I remember are the bloody uh plant things, the Whimsicott and uh Lilligant.
2: Lilligant, yeah. What even else um,
3: evolved with a stone?
2: They added
0: something for every single stone in Gen 5. I'm yeah, sure because they, they did it was I Gen one all remember. over again.
2: Um Plus some. I mean there's a lot more stones. Uh, there was... dawn? anything with dawn? I don't think. Oh, actually, so. I don't think dawn got anything in
0: that. That's true. Yeah, I
3: no. Uh, anything at
2: dusk? Yeah, uh, dusk chandelure
3: chandelure but that's a little bit. That's different. nothing.
2: Uh, yep, that's a very different name. Um, Leafstone, Sunstone, anything with that was Lilligant. That was Courtney
3: um, and Lilligant. Um, yeah,
2: Leafstone.
3: Uh, oh, oh, oh. oh. I don't know if it's a stone evolution. Woo bat to swoobat.
2: Swapping a letter, not adding oh, a letter. Swapping. Yeah, no, it's oh, not. Okay. Yeah, it's swapping. It's changing. Uh, and I think that's level. but That's yeah, actually friendship. Levels. That's friendship.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's just utterly useless. So
2: It's a heart. Know. It's fun with simple. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> this
3: is a Shiny
0: stone, guys. Shiny stone.
3: Oh! oh, it's one of my favorites, too. How did it not click?
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. It's Chinchino
3: to Minchino or Minchino to Chinchino rather.
0: That's correct. I'll give you the point cuz I'm being nice. Um mo- <laughs> cuz it's early. It's it's early. Huh. This is Thursday. Uh all right. So the next question is going to be a Pokédex entry. Um so our Pokédex entry this week is from Pokémon uh, originally from Pokémon Black version and then again it was in Pokémon X version. It wields the fur on its arms like a whip. Its arm attacks come with such rapidity that they cannot even be seen. Shao.
3: Yeah, even 7 a.m. booting up Linian knows that's Mianchao.
0: Mianchao is correct. So you guys are three for three. Our next question includes your bonus point today. Um, our bonus point question is, hopefully you guys know a lot about poison-type Pokemon. Oh, boy. Um, there are three non-poison type Pokemon that can learn Toxic through level up. I only need two of them. You'll get a point for each.
3: Toxic.
0: Toxic. They learn Toxic.
3: toxic. Okay. Three level up. Uh, one is Pukumuku.
2: Okay, I believe that. Uh, pretty sure. Yeah, I feel like one of them is Sand Slash. Does it get it gets Poison Sting? And I feel like. It gets something, it no, no, gets no no, that, no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 it does not. Uh, cause I remembered, um, one of them is, um, oh, what's its name? Kuzco. It's, he is Kuzco. Uh, but Seth, you're throwing me off my groove. That's not the point. <laughs> uh, put
0: him just... I use that in my Guitar Hero drums <laughs> for that
3: one.
2: Describe it. Describe uh, it. What do you.
3: Large, angry bee with gender
2: problems. Uh, Vespaquin.
3: Yes, Vespaquin gets it because that's what makes uh, Aaron Aaron gets it, gets it, and you, they don't really have TM moves, so that was their way around that. Uh, okay, I know those two, and I feel like the last one is something that we're both gonna be embarrassed about. But.
2: I feel like it's Sand Slash or Sand Slash Light. So, so what what, what are the
0: two that you're gonna use?
3: Let's say Vespaquin and Pukamuku. I know Pukamuku because it needs some way to deal damage.
0: Those are both correct. So you got the two points there. You're five for four right now. The third one that you didn't get for bragging rights is shroomish.
2: Oh, Oh. okay. Fun fact.
0: You shouldn't feel embarrassed about that one. So the next question, as always, is your base deck question. And so I want to know this week, what psychic type has the lowest base special defense of all psychic types with a base special defense of 20? Mean. Uh (laughs)
2: What are baby psychics?
3: Yeah, and like babies. Uh Mist- No, Mime junior has good special defense. Same with Smoochin. Yeah.
2: Uh or just laughably terrible se- mm, dioxis attack form? Maybe. No, cuz those are I don't 50. think it's as low as 20.
3: Those are at 50. Uh all of it's like it it, it
2: go- I felt like it was 30 for that one, but it might be, yeah. Um no, 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 Laughably no, no, awful. It,
3: it's it's based. It, okay, so we what what are its attack stats? Because it's 50 in HP for all of them, right? It has yeah, a, it has a high speed. So then, yeah, what are its I don't, attack I don't stats? think it's
2: this. I don't think it's no. The I, I attack think form, so.
3: you no yeah. no. I think you're right. Because <laughs> really? uh, special well, here's the thing: special defense. All of the baby Pokemon are things that specialize in that. So unless it's like Metatite, but even then, Metatite is not that bad. I can't think of anything that would be specially weak. Like I'm trying to think, Cosmog, but it's twenty, which means it's not prime, which means it can't be Cosmog. I think it might a- because the Octus attack has like what 180 in both attacks, right? Correct. It has 50 uh, attack. has 50 HP and over 100.
2: 100- yeah, that's it. Because yeah, if it, I'm it doing the math right, yeah, right. It's got 180, like it 180- 600. <laughs> 180 attack, 180 special attack, 150 speed, 50 HP. That leaves 40 points away for being at 600 p- points. Right, which means it ends up 20 20 defensive even.
3: stat. Yeah, it has to be Deoxys attack form. Yeah, let's do
0: it. Deoxys attack form, final answer. Deoxys attack form is correct. Uh, so hey! you guys actually got everything <laughs> without the hint. Math is good. <laughs> uh, so we'll go ahead. Cause I just gave you free hints and I was a nice person this week. Um, so <laughs> we'll go ahead and we will, uh, we will add in those things when I find them. Um, because that, that does change up the board pretty significantly. Cause obviously it's 10 points. So we can always, I had the sheet open and 10? I don't know where it went. You mean seven, seven. Don't, don't correct assignment. him. don't. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be random 10-point games on on people's... (laughs) How did this get here? (laughs) Uh, How did this get here? It does change up the standings, however. uh, Pretty significantly. Seth Vilo with 28 points. (laughs) God. I don't know what to do with you sometimes. Um, It's a times-two multiplier. (laughs) In first place, we have Linnean with 22 points. In second place, we have Sublime with 18 points. In third place, we have Seth Vilo with 14 points.
1: Yeah, in 4th
0: place, we have R-Sigma with 13. In 5th place, we have Dr. Shamu with 10. In 6th, we have Snag with 9. In 7th, we have Whimsicott with 7. In 8th, we have Basket with 4. And tied for ninth, we have Skronin Jushiro with 3 apiece. Tune in next time for some more Puckle Pokey Quiz action. Yeah! We're going to kick it on over, guys, to the topic.
2: Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. If you can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast, then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pocalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash the Podcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at youtube slash Podcast, And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything. At patreoncom pucklepodcast.
0: and welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be a revised expectation list for Pokemon Sword and Shield because we've had a lot happen in the past month—some uh, good, some bad, and a lot bad. Um, but we do need to go through, and let's just talk about what we're expecting because I think it, uh, the first the first E3 trailer, if anything, does change the expectations for the game. I I definitely have some new stuff and some stuff that I don't think is going to happen anymore. Like we're we're probably not going back to Kalos. I was like there there was hope in me that we'd go back to Kalos. I think those are dash now. Uh, I don't think we'll be going back. One because the wild area exists. Two because like they said they're not putting all the Pokemon in. Um, but uh, let, let's let's get into it. I, I know you guys have changes in expectation. Um, I think a good place to start would be Dynamaxing. I think there's a lot of expectations. I know Seth, you talked about it on Battlecast mm-hmm. and. Uh, one of the things I'm super interested in, and I hope the leak isn't true about the Gigantamaxing because I just feel like the backlash coming from the Pokemon fan base. Uh, for those of you unaware, there's a leak that is mostly credible because it actually predicted everything before any directs came out. As well as additional information afterwards. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like Nessa, for instance.
0: It got Nessa afterwards. Yeah. So it's really blowing people's minds right now. Um and they say that there's a thing that if you level up the well I assume if you level up the dynamax enough you can
2: get to what's called gigantamaxing. This leak just mentions gigantamax, it doesn't mention the mechanic on how. Yeah, well, it, there's another yeah, leak I, that kind I of tags on.
0: I agree with that. Um I, that one doesn't seem as credible honestly. I don't think it's the yeah, same person. No it doesn't. Uh, but the gigantamaxing is essentially they change it's essentially mega evolution but G- dynamax mega evolution from the mm-hmm. sounds of it. And so you end up getting a design change at the same time which I think is very, very disappointing for a lot of people. Especially if, like, Pokemon get bounced out, but they made new models for Gigantamaxing. Um, I feel like the level of salt is going to go crazy. Um I'm kind of hoping it's not true. I think that's completely
3: unearned. Oh, they made new models. It's like Oh, okay, I agree. So what, do you want no Pokemon with an alternate form?
0: Come on. So just to be completely clear, I think that, new models i think models are a horrible argument for the national decks to begin with anyway uh, they never said that the models were the problem they said the animations were the problem and so let's like i just want to put that to bed because i see a lot of people complain about the models and like the cartridge not having enough space um which obviously is not the issue the issue is time it's a resource of time that they've explained and it's the animations and they have updated the animations we we can complain and we can criticize how well those animations have been updated or mm-hmm. how good the end product is and if it was worth it. Uh we can we can criticize that, but I don't think we can criticize how many models are in the game and right. how easily they can be transported over because yeah, it's stupid easy to transport over the models. Plenty of people have shown that. Um they didn't even update the textures it turns out. They actually just used like a special effect that graphic designers can use. So, uh the whole thing's the whole they they've literally just transferred the models. They've just made new animations. And Uh, I, I don't know. I'm very confused by that. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people are as well, but we, let's not get, I, we, we've talked about this plenty for like four weeks. So (laughs) let's, uh, let's, let's talk about some cool stuff. Um, I do want to know more about this Dynamax levels. I hope it does not end up in Gigantamaxing, but I do hope for something cool. Out of these Dynamax levels, maybe we get something more because, like what we've seen so far, if you've played the demo or we—I guess we haven't talked about the demo on the show yet—but when you play the demo, you can't see these Dynamax levels in the Pokemon summary screen. And mm-hmm. however, you're always at like the lowest level of Dynamax in the demo. So, how is this Dynamax level raised up? How it? What does it do when it raises up? Do we? Maybe we get different stat boosts because right now it seems like it's pretty much only HP that gets boosted. Correct. Um, And it could be something it could be when you level up your Dynamax, maybe you start getting, like, a 10% boost to everything else.
2: Mm-hmm. It's possible. I mean? There are 10 slots for it, so maybe at, yeah. maybe at level 1 you get a stage 1 attack boost. Maybe at level 6, which is later, you get a stage 2 attack boost or something. Yeah. I, I could absolutely see that.
0: It could be species
3: variant, too. Like, I think it'd be kind of fun if some things are just better at Dynamaxing, because that's it's like, okay, uh, this Pokemon has a weak BST, relatively mediocre move pool, but in Dynamax, it's one of the most powerful Dynamax options.
0: I mean, there's there are options there. I don't need Grookey Dynamax to be good, if that makes well, sense.
3: It doesn't need to be like pre-Evos, but it's like, hey, Tyranitar only has like a Dynamax of like six. On the other hand, uh, I don't know, Glaceon has like nine. Okay, there's a difference in power there. That's. It, I, it, oh, I would be kind of disappointed. A
0: in a way. I would be disappointed if Dynamaxing somehow turned into what uh, candy values were, and let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, where yeah. it made everybody good no matter what. That, that's kind of my worry with Dynamaxing is that we see something where it, it's like an artificial stat boost on top of everything, like candy values were, and yeah. it's like, oh hey, you get an extra two hundred stat
2: points. And ultimately, the big question is whether it translates to Wi-Fi battles, because that's yep. the biggest impact that we care about.
0: That, that is a good question as well. They did say Dynamaxing does go to PvP.
2: Yeah, I mean, so- not Dynamaxing, but the Dynamax level. Like, whatever its effect is.
0: That's a good point. I, I, I mean, there's plenty of interesting mechanics with Dynamaxing, and you covered it on Battlecast.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I... So, like, I don't want to rehash that, but there are, like, a lot of really, really cool mechanics, and... Outside of the national decks thing, like this is something that's actually really, really cool. So I want to learn more about that. I don't know if I have expectations for it, but I do. I do have expectations that they're going to reveal more about Dynamaxing, and that it has more depth than what we've already seen. And I think it already has a decent amount of depth to it. So I'm kind of curious to see how they do it.
2: Yeah, how they handle it. I'm really excited for its implication on competitive. As I said in Battlecast several times over. You think you mentioned it? I, I'm not sure if you got it in there. Yeah, yeah, a couple times. It's It just makes it much more prediction-reliant. Yeah. When When is my opponent going to? When should I? Should I do it to counter them? Should I do it to just lay my own path and not worry about necessarily mm-hmm. my opponent's timing? It adds a whole lot more prediction and mind play to a regular game.
0: Depending on whether it requires an item or not, I think is also... Like, no. Uh it looks like no, but I don't wanna I don't wanna make that claim yet. Because yeah. it when Sun and Moon were announced and we had like the Z crystal, like they hid the Z crystals from us, I doubt they would have handed us a demo where the Pokemon was holding the Z crystal when they were just like, This is a Z move, right? Granted hey, I think no. they announced
3: Z crystals with the thing yeah, though. That's different,
0: yeah. But I, I think they would have probably said something along those lines and I wouldn't be surprised if they're just kind of holding that back, that information from
2: us to an extent.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it was so that we could go into the demo and we could Dynamax whatever we wanted in the demo.
2: Yeah, the demo is not 100% what the game's going to be. The footage and all that stuff, the clips and everything we've seen, even in... This is something else about the animation, too, like the, the legendary tree that we see in the trailer. Those oftentimes change between now and game release. When we were seeing sun and moon stuff, the trees looked very different in the pre-release footage than they did in the final release. So That's a good point. there's yeah. still a lot of things changing, so they could do that.
0: I, I think it's an interesting thing just in general, though. I, I think Dynamaxing could have some awesome depth to it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I also expect the wild area to be pretty expansive as well. I, yeah, I don't think we've seen like good majority of it. Like If you look at the trailer that they showed for the wild area... I just, like, there's different, like, biomes, essentially, and we only got to see, like, a little bit of that in the treehouse, so that's kind of where my expectations are. Mm-hmm. I also kind of expect them to, so they said that you can only transfer Pokemon in the regional decks for Galar, right? I don't know, like, part of me, this is this is definitely probably false hope, um, but part of me really hopes that, like, because raid battles are such a cool mechanism for it to introduce new Pokemon in. They've
3: literally never said this. It's what everyone has said, and they've never said it.
0: I know they've never said it, but it'd be really cool if they could introduce Pokemon in. <laughs> they, no, they have said, they did say, though, that some Pokemon won't appear in the wild area until you beat them in in uh, raid battles. That was said.
2: That was said, but... I... Yeah,
0: that's different, which I think is an interesting
2: mechanic. I, I agree with you, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to storyline drive the national decks to be 600 plus Pokemon, is that oh, yeah. they're kind of here. They're they're in the decks, but you can't find them until you do this mini-quest.
3: Probably. Um, something I, I would hope, uh, and this is something I've hoped for since... Oh, I don't know. I think the last time it really happened was like Gen 5. I want a surprise in the story.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, okay, so... So if people so the people that are like okay with the national exchange that like yell at the people who complain uh they say that Pokemon's innovating and I mean yeah we have raid battles that's kind of cool I think raid battles are raid battles and like semi open world are probably the two biggest factors they they made it open world but still linear like I I applaud them for finding a way to do that by the way yeah uh, <laughs> uh I found I really applaud them for finding a way to do that so good on you Pokemon But the the other thing that I kind of hope for, like if they're going to take away stuff like that, like at least make it a good game. Give us something like Gen 5. Like it doesn't need to be a plot twist per se, but it needs to be a good story. Like I've been nuzlocking Black on stream and we've been having a good time. So twitch.tv slash the Puckle podcast, if you want to join in on that action, I, I really enjoy it. But I think that's something that I don't know. I would love to see that kind of story again, like something that's that immersive Because I, I don't think I felt that immersed in X and Y in in terms of story and the world. We had something cool. I think the only cool thing that I remember from the story of X and Y other than like this guy with orange hair wants to destroy the world is that we have, um, a Pokeball factory, like world building wise. Like that's cool. Mm -hmm. Outside of that though, I don't think I can say anything. Like with black and white, I could be like, man, those gym leaders actually do things in the world. Man, there's like locales that I think are actually, you know, essential for the life of this of this region and i think i think that's something that kind of it's kind of been lost in the past couple of generations i don't mm-hmm. know because
3: i liked okay ultra cinnamon we're not even going to talk about but uh the sun and moon story i felt like it was character like they had some fun character beats there it was fine
0: i would say it just i, I think they took a step back in that just because of the i don't want to say maturity i feel like that's that's a really awful way to say it say it but they kind of simplified storylines Right. They
3: didn't they really did, but they also did that way worse in, in Ultra. Like Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in, in the original Sun and Moon, like Lusamine isn't like a super complex character, but at the same point it was they did try to have like a somewhat surprise antagonist. Uh, Guzma turns out to be just misunderstood. Like there's there are moments oh, yeah. there. There there are moments that I like. I just want and I don't need a twist. Like, a, there's a difference between a surprise and a twist. Uh, a twist is something that M. Night Shyamalan hasn't been able to do since 2004. Uh, <laughs> a, surprise, a surprise is a moment where um, expectations are, are subverted, not necessarily like, oh, the opposite thing no one would ever have guessed, but like the, oh, this is what's going to happen, and then, oh, something else and fun happens. Uh, there's a great movie, uh, Yesterday... Uh, that I saw. I don't want to spoil it. There is a, an absolute surprise uh, multiple points through that movie where, was it a twist? Not really. It wasn't like they set up all of these other crazy things. It was just something happened that was fun and unexpected. It took the scenes in new directions. And we really, I just haven't felt that. Mm. I felt like I could even, even if it was like stuff that was supposed to be shocking like Lusamine fusing with the I was like Okay, we're gonna get a crazy, amped-up boss battle here, and then exactly that happens. Uh, you know, why don't we have a conversation, and then oh no, something else. Like, if you need a battle, you can have that happen. I just felt everything's been so by the book. If they're going right. to, if they're gonna take the time to set something up like this, you know, at least at least, <laughs> at least uh, spend some of that that time. You know, maybe even just animating the cutscenes so that their expressions can be surprising. Where people, you know, can have complex, quote-unquote, complex dialogue, uh, even if it's just conveyed through reaction. I want something to make me care about the plot.
0: That's what I'm mostly worried about. Just with what they've shown so far, of what's going on, where you're essentially a soccer team. And you're going <laughs> around collecting badges, right? And that's what I'm really worried about. I'm really worried about, like, a basic plot. Where it's like... Yeah, you're just trying to become the best soccer player in the world. <laughs> oh, I'm in Pokemon Trainer. And then we do that, and it's just not very exciting. Um, that, that's what I'm really worried about. And then there's like some B-roll, you know? Uh, granted, we haven't heard anything about like a Team Skull equivalent or anything in this region yet. And um, I'm sure there will be because it's a Pokemon game. Don't tell me about we Team We have Yell. in the leak. I know. Don't tell <laughs> yeah. me about Team Yell. Uh, so... Uh, we're going to wait until it's all. We're going to wait until that's actually officially announced. I'm not going to trust in a leak. Um, I think leaks are a good way to guide. I don't think they're a good way to um, have expectations. If that gives, if that gives any relevance to what yeah. I think, um, Absolutely. Because, man, th- that guy could have like people, are, people have been known to like have some right information and then just blow everything else out of the water, you know, <laughs> Give them the right
3: information and then get people to believe insanity because everything else is right. So just yeah. tell them 10 true things and then one really stupid thing and watch as they yeah. all believe that one.
0: Exactly. Like, that's something that – like, that's the best way to troll somebody. And this is probably – I I mean, why else would you do that, right? What are you getting out of telling people about the information of in the game, especially on an anonymous 4chan post? You're not like, man, I'm famous now. I'm not famous. I'm famous now. Like, you don't get that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you just don't. Um, expectation-wise, though, I I mean, I expect this to be okay um i i'm really still excited for raid battles like i really want to raid
2: yeah yeah that and just general wireless features sound really okay good looking for this
0: i don't want to feel good about the wireless features and here's the only reason why because they shouldn't have changed them to begin with because what they announced as the wireless features were essentially the pss
2: which they're going back to which is what we yeah why did we have to go
0: why did we have to go back (laughs)
3: <laughs> well they changed, yeah. they made a change it didn't work and so it's not go- like i i'm not ex- that's how i view it too yeah it's like okay they didn't stick to festival plaza that could have been, i mean if, if we're talking oh. about uh being worried about game Freak sticking to their guns despite all evidence to the contrary being good um this should be a win
0: <laughs> the, i mean that is a win i will give the i mean the
2: return of what is essentially the pss is is very good And being able to see other people, like, in your game at the same time sounds incredibly cool.
3: That hasn't happened since the weird Gen 5 mirror world thing. Yes,
2: we had that. Yeah.
0: We had that kind of already. I don't think they're in the world as well as... I mean, they're not, like, playing around, you know what I mean? I mean, you just get to see them when you go to do raid battle.
3: No, no, they're kind of... They're around, are they?
2: Yeah, they're around. That was in... Yeah, in the
3: wild area.
2: That was in the treehouse. Like, you saw... The character who was doing the demo screen walked up to and interacted with the character that Masuda himself was playing. Yeah, oh. gave him a bag of potatoes. Gave him a sack of potatoes. That's
0: like that feels like kind of culturally insensitive. The, the <laughs> sack of potatoes.
2: What makes you say that?
0: The the I mean, if you know exactly what that makes, why what makes you <laughs> say that? Uh, feels a little culturally insensitive.
2: That's all I I'm think saying. it's culturally tapping into the world that we all know is based on the uk
3: i can't wait for sack of potatoes to be this region's like big yeah (laughs) oh
0: my gosh oh my gosh that'd be really bad that would
3: be really really bad it's all right you can't get them in the irish islands
2: the thing is it goes into your ingredients bag do which we, is a whole nother thing that's that's that, something i'm excited for whatever those are for there's the information from the leak that we could talk about but it you but let, not. like you said it might be wrong <laughs> i'm excited for that and the other interactive features this will have
0: so so the leak seth is referring to is that there might be a camping thing which would be like a combination of like a me
2: and then some kind of we craft, saw it in the trailers thing. oh did we basically because we it? see a pokemon that's being played with with a tent uh, behind it so it's essentially yep. pokemon a me Yep. It's yeah, it's a me. Yeah, it's the replacement for a me because they have to have Sylvie on somehow. But <laughs> it's true.
3: But uh we do have like crafting things, uh like like you said the ingredients, which mm-hmm. it means there's probably more than just the me. It'll probably be like a button and then maybe craft ah, Food or craft whatever. Yeah. If we can make leftovers, my life will be so much better. Oh, that oh would be so cool. Gosh.
2: <laughs> I would appreciate that. Oh my gosh. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. Digestion
3: buffs, digestion buffs. Dig-
0: <laughs> Stop. That's actually pretty cool. The the only thing that I think would, uh, I mean, the only thing that would make it better, um, in terms of crafting was, uh, Bo and I did an episode like way long ago. Um, if a couple years pokeball ago, crafting it's pokeball crafting. Um, yeah. I want that. <laughs> I want pokeball crafting so bad. I uh, like we laid out, we had like a 10 minute conversation laying out the mechanisms for pokeball crafting
2: game freak. Get on it. This is how we get ball seals back. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to make a bo- pokeball out of sack of potatoes though. So I think we're stuck to cooking. You
0: don't I don't know
3: think- that yet. We don't We also don't know what materials there are. We could be like picking up ore and cybernetic Yeah, chips. Exactly
2: True. or you could... I think they picked up like two or three things in the in the treehouse demo that from like shining spots mm-hmm. in addition to the sack of potatoes, and they were all added to the ingredients tab. They all looked very food like, but you're right, oh, there could be no. ores and things like that. We're Xenoblade Chronicles one now. We're linking. We're 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 Breath of the Wilding. We're gonna. No, if
3: they're glowing spots, they have to run to collect to fill out things at Xenoblade Chronicles, and you can't convince me otherwise. It's
2: also Breath of the Wild. They had the little glow spots, the little sparkle (laughs) spots. Not as much. Not as much. Yeah,
0: I would. I would definitely say that. We'll get, I don't know. I, I would, I, if we could do pokeball crafting or just like item crafting, like imagine instead of just picking up a piece of food, like you pick up like some kind of like ghostly essence or something like that. And then you could craft something like a life orb. Yeah. That'd that be, would cool. be
2: So cool.
0: Imagine instead, like- instead of if, if anything to get competitive
2: items out of the battle tree, Yes, or s- surfing, or whatever it's yeah. going to be this time.
0: <laughs> Anything to get it away from having to purchase it with something called BP. Whether those are beach points or battle points,
3: or weirdly breakfast. No, that's it's, you, <laughs> you get BP oh, no. by giving people dishes. So you no. get breakfast points.
0: <laughs> breakfast <laughs> no. points, yes! No, please no. <laughs> no, no,
3: no, 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 no. What, what you do is you take the cooking mechanics, and if you make pancakes, which are, like, really easy to craft, you can use that to exchange your PP.
2: <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, we could do the cafes, but we're the servers. This is awful. This sounds awful. <laughs> I, I think should. it sounds awesome. Come on, Fashies. Don't know. you know
3: that what people don't want is a National decks. What they want is Cooking Mama and Diner I Dash. I want
2: Overcooked 3 with Pokemon.
0: <laughs> I heard Overcooked wasn't that good, by the way. Have how you played dare it? dare you. Is it good? Yes. Like,
2: yeah, it's great. Okay, you on a seth scale. You get extremely angry at your player 2 character. It's fantastic.
0: On a Seth scale from, uh, from 1 to 10, how would you rate Overcooked?
2: I think it's a necessary aspect of any generally multiplayer household. What, okay, so, like, uh, give me a number. That is one a- Play to ten. it with your wife. One it's to ten. It's a seven.
0: Okay, that's all I need. So that's a five in real people terms. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> Ow. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> it's not wrong, but it hurts. <laughs> all right. Uh, is there anything else that you guys have expectation-wise?
2: I'm honestly really excited for the general graphics. I know we've been talking about the stuff that we've seen from recent stuff and things like that, but walking through the cities that we saw is going to be gorgeous. Like the static things that you're walking through the forest that you saw the clip of. um, I think that's going to be a really cool experience both on handheld and on docked mode. I'm real excited because it looks like it's going to be incredibly more immersive than we've ever Mm -hmm. seen before the forest looked like a real forest i mean we'll have to see yeah no it it is true it does
0: look good i mean just the just the trailer in general like the trailer where they showed like the wild area like it looked very good it 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 was semi breath of the wild but you could tell it wasn't exactly breath of the wild yeah and it was i don't know it was it was done well and you got to see some of the pokemon walking through it granted steelix is kind of weird but I mean, the the Hippopotas and, like, the Snowbird, those were really cute, wa- watching them, like, walk through, and it does mm-hmm. feel it does feel
2: really good when you see that. Yeah, and it's, you're there, basically. <laughs> That's the cool part. And they make the battle animation comments, like, okay, double kick is low. But I also was reading from what uh, Joe Merrick had said from his demo. Yeah. And he said, in general, like, the low-powered moves are not what they focused on. They focused no. their efforts on the higher power and more competitively so- and useful things
0: from my from my experience that like if we're talking about move animations from my experience uh-huh. playing the demo there's there's two things one there are some moves that are just are um, they, they are fantastic um like waterfall I think, looked amazing so waterfall personally. looks really cool but also in terms of like um, so I, I use score Bunny a little bit and the one thing that it really popped out to me was I had score Bunny use quick attack and usually you just see like this you know the 3d model like just like disappear hit the guy and then come back right. Mm-hmm. Um, score bunny actually does like a run and Ooh. it actually looks super fluid. It's really nice. So like, there are some things yet, yeah, like, like you just said there, um, now on the flip side, um, in terms of move animations, I am very underwhelmed currently by the dynamaxing moves. Yes. I think, mm-hmm. I think those are animation wise. I don't want to say lazy, I, but I do want to say very simple and they don't, uh, they don't inspire joy. <laughs> um, uh, if, if that's uh, if I can use that phrase, um, but they unlike like the score bunny quick attack animation, I thought was much more fluid and a much cooler animation to see than anything I saw in Dynamax. Um, and that's that's kind of where like I, I I stand on the moves right now. I think the moves in Dynamax just aren't that impressive. Um, mm-hmm. I think the shell shading looks the, the the cell shading looks nice, not the shell shading, but the cell shading looks very well, nice.
2: But depending on what Pokemon we're talking about
0: uh yes i agree with that too uh but i think i think there's some cool things like the colors really pop it does a lot of things look smooth but the dynamaxing like the moves i'm just not impressed by and maybe that changes with dynamax level maybe those are the and we haven't unquote, seen all of them yeah maybe those are the quote-unquote simple moves i we've seen a good chunk of them actually uh, yeah
2: i think about half we still have about half we went over that in battlecast i don't, I don't think like we've like, seen we've got about fa- half to see i don't
0: think we've seen fairy
2: dark or uh we I'm have. We, or, I haven't seen Fairy or Dark, but we know those effects are confirmed. So yeah. someone has seen them.
0: Yeah, but I just I'm just not impressed by the battle animations as of right now, um, for Dynamax. We, we of course that can change. Like I said, like maybe like you said, the higher power moves got animation, like increased animation mm-hmm. stuff, and maybe there's high high power Dynamax moves that we just don't know there, about.
2: Yeah, there might be more particles to the water when you use Hydro Pump versus when you use Waterfall.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. But was yeah, something um, I feel like we would have seen. Yeah, I don't That's know. True. I don't know about that. Like so like I Waterfall is a very impressive move. I will say that. Like in terms of animation, it does inspire a lot of like um imagery from joy. Uh, a lot of joy. Yes. It, it inspires a lot of imagery from like past Pokemon games. But I don't know. I I do want to see how it develops. I I can't say for certain that like I I am going to be unhappy with the animations. Like there are things that are cool about it. I, the problem is um I think the only problem with what they've done recently is that I'm going to be more critical of it than I've ever been, Um, which makes Mm -hmm. me sad because I'm typically not a person that cares about graphics. Uh, But if they say, hey, this is why we cut the national decks, like for me, it's just like, "Okay, is it worth it? And I'm going to be critical about it. And uh, unfortunately uh, for them, like uh, unfortunately for me, because I just want to enjoy this game, man. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to enjoy it. Um, but we'll see, because there, there are some cool things in it, though. I mean, like, like Linian said, Waterfall was very impressive. I thought the quick attack animation was very impressive. So it, it all comes down to that. I am also very happy that Badgers are back, like more happy than I should be. <laughs> and the gym leaders
3: yeah. look cool. Like they seem to have per- like when we did the gym battle in the demo, I That's was true. actually really impressed by.
0: I've I've never cared about gym leader dialogue until then.
3: Yeah, that I will say that. It broke the f- fight, not not super fluidly, like you could tell it was a triggered thing. It wasn't like yes. just, but at the same point, it didn't feel too artificial. It felt totally fine. Like I So
0: I, I, like... unlike other gym battles, and I think it's just the way that the gym battles are being handled in Sword and Shield, is that we walked in and then the gym leader walks in. And before sure. it's never been like that. It's You walk up to an NPC and then you fight.
2: Yeah, it, it makes it feel much more like a tournament.
0: It makes it feel, it does change the feel of the game significantly. I think just, just having that ability to, you walk in, the gym leader walks in, you walk into a stadium, which honestly, a lot of us who grew up with the anime, we feel that hype just walking into Mm -hmm. a stadium to play Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And so that, like, there are plenty of merits to Sword and Shield. There are so many merits. And I I do want, I do want that to get out there. Like, I don't, like, I don't think this is a terrible game. I think there's a terrible decision, not a terrible game.
2: yes uh <laughs> good way to put it good way to put it
0: uh this because there's so there's so much cool stuff like despite like if it weren't for that announcement I would be like hype out of my chair right now oh M- yeah. maybe they did it so like I come back down to earth maybe that's why they did it but because um, <laughs> like raid battles are cool that gym leader battle was really cool some of the move animations are really fluid and nice um and I mean the crowds cheer when you get a crit
2: it's interactive
3: the the screen behind uh when you get a crit, it, like, has this little Pokeball-headed man get, like, clubbed. Uh, <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, it's amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's very interesting. I, I We'll see how it develops uh, in the coming months, because it will develop in the coming months. And, I mean, we'll probably get some news probably next week. I wouldn't be probably surprised. Probably
3: between this episode's record and release.
0: I don't know about that. I think we'll <laughs> probably get something next week, though, Uh, throughout yeah. the week. Uh, because the Koro Koro coro, coro, coro drops for real on the 15th. And Which if it's just we'll get Impotent the and Yamper. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably get a trailer next week, late next week. So yep. keep an eye out for that. Uh, probably Thursday. Let's say Thursday. Thursday, they don't like to do stuff on Fridays. Um, let's say the 11th. Say the 11th, we'll get something. Because they don't like to do stuff on Mondays or Fridays, typically. So it's either going to be the 11th or the 16th. All right. But that is where we will end this to- topic. Um, it will ask you guys to write in some more stuff. Uh, so yeah, we are going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode, so we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hey everyone, if you want to help support the show, a great way to do so is by going to the Puckle Tee Public Store and buying one of the many designs. PuckleCon's coming up, so make sure you grab your PuckleCon t-shirt. If not, you could get some love at this uh, with the Team Snore shirt so you can get ready for Pokemon sleep. <laughs> by wearing this awesome Snorlax design. It's actually really cute. That would be really good on a pillow, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, there's also Slowbro Surfing Company, which I think is also an amazing design. You can just go there, buy anything. I think the Prepare for Trouble Tournament logo is fantastic as well. So if you could just go over there, support the show, grab grab yourself a t-shirt, a tapestry, a tote bag. Tote bags are weird, but something that you can get logos on. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the phone cases because it doesn't look good. But you can do that Tote Pillow Tapestry Notebook so you can take your notes on it for school, for that summer those summer classes you're taking, or wear a tank top so that you can, you know, be be cool in the summertime. But yeah, there you guys go. Go check out the Puckle Tea Public Store. Help us out. All the money goes to helping the podcast and just getting us to do cool stuff. So, without further ado, we are going to switch things over to the Pokemon of the episode. <coughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 497, Superior, the Regal Pokemon.
3: It can stop its opponent's movements with just a glare. It takes in solar energy and boosts it
0: internally. And he has little hands. He has little hands. I didn't know that until recently. He has little hands Mm -hmm. uh, that he keeps hidden behind his back. Like any good royal. Yeah, it's... Which is like, oh, that's kind of weird. I thought those were just leaves, but nope, they're hands. Superior is not bad, mostly due to its hidden ability in Contrary, which just lets it boost its attack and it gets Leaf Storm as Stab, So and it's fast, so why not? So we decided this week to take a look at Superior, who's got a base stat of HP of 75, attack of 85, defense of 95, special attack of 75. I didn't realize its attack and special attack were so similar. Um, special base de- special defense of 95 and a speed of 113 which is fantastic um so that makes it i mean it's decent the only downside is grass type but it gets grass stab and it gets contrary so everything goes really really well so seth start off start us off talk to us about superior
2: you bet i love superior that's one of my favorite things and when i go offensive this is the thing i go offensive with because it's A beautiful beautiful blessing upon this world i had a joke Um,
0: about how that's never but i'll let you continue
2: hey it's sometimes and i love it because sometimes when i'm sick of having a half hour battle i just want to stomp something into the ground this is how you do it okay so we decided to do that with this team battle for a half hour
0: i know it's crazy i've done it a lot recently because of gym battles so like let's (laughs) yeah let's just uh yeah we're done there
2: offensive teams are fun I will say I I like overwhelming force sometimes. So Superior starting off it's got leftovers. The ability is contrary obviously. The EVs are 56 HP, 200 special attack and 252 speed. The reason for that is to number one hit a leftovers number, add more little recovery without minim- wi- while minimizing um uh, background damage like sandstorm and all that kind of garbage. It also prevents Rotom Wash from breaking your sub with Hydro Pump. Mm-hmm. Uh it's got a timid nature just to maximize on that 113 speed. Moveset of Leaf Storm, Hidden Power Fire, Substitute, and Glare. So it's great. Leaf Storm sets you up to plus two. HP fire is for everything that would come in on Leaf Storm except for Heatran, but if Heatran comes in, you just glare it and just hope for paralysis spam,
0: which by is By the great. way, by the way, this team is very significantly just like speed control the team. Yes. Uh, yep. So <laughs> to pay attention, family, pay attention.
2: And superior is also great for absorbing defog. So you want to be able to switch it in when your opponent uses defog, because you get the evasion boost instead of the evasion drop, which helps your subs. Uh, The second team member that we have pairing with it, because it, like Thatch said, is very speed control the team, you got to have something fast on a speed control team. So we have Tapu Koko holding Electrium Z, EVs are 20 HP, 252 special attack, 20 special defense, 6- 216 speed. Reason for that, 216 speed outruns Weavile and Greninja. Max special attack, and the HP and special defense are to avoid a one-hit KO from Latios, I believe. Yes, mega, mega Latios, Latios. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. It's got a timid nature. Move set of Thunderbolt, Defog, Roost, and U-Turn. Thunderbolt's great for damage, especially with Electrium Z. You can Oko or severely cripple things like Clefable and Heatran that are trying to um, reset the Stealth Rock after you get rid of it. Defog's good for clearing. You're gonna. You may not do a lot of switching, but it's important that your stuff is healthy because it doesn't have much health. Mm-hmm. Roost is to keep yourself healthy. U-turn is to get things in safe, like the aforementioned Superior on something like I don't know. Yeah, U-turn's good, and it's better than. Volt Switch in this case, because you want to be able to get out on anything, including switched in Landos, Glyscore, Garchomp is huge. You'll take the rough skin damage, but you'll at least still get out. So that's the first two.
0: Uh, And then we also slapped a Greninja on this team because you're hyper offense. So you need a Greninja. Uh, This is basic choice specs. Ash Greninja, Battle Bond, 4 defense, 252 special attack, 252 speed with Timid. So you're going fast. Hydro Pump, Dark Pulse, Water Shuriken, Spikes. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Spikes. I, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to switching that out for something like U-Turn as well, just to give you another option to like kind of bounce out um, and just give you like a little bit more momentum. But uh, that's, that's just basic Greninja. It does well. It, it's just a really good performer, so Greninja's
2: here to stay. Um, the thing I would throw in yes. about having Spikes on this is it makes you a very Hazard-centric team, mm-hmm. which... Can be good or bad for offense, that's incredibly good. And also, because you have Superior and you're really trying to goat out those defogs to come in yep. on, stacking spikes in addition to all the other hazards that we'll go over soon really forces your opponent to try and defog when they otherwise wouldn't want to and let Superior get that evasion.
0: And we need somebody who's like a little bulky, so we grabbed Excadrill. Um he can still do a lot of fun so th- he's focus sash mold breaker cuz mold breaker's the ex control of everybody's dreams and he's 252 attack 4 special defense or force defense 252 speed jolly so he's going fast stealth rock so again you can go out those defogs uh rapid spin so you can clear your side because you're uh you're, a, you're you don't have hp i'm sorry um <laughs> yeah earthquake and then rock tomb so you can control the speed even more and x just having a good time. He's having a good time.
3: Rounding out our speed control, the team, uh, we have a pretty standard uh, Web's laid in Rebombi with a focus, sash, shield, dust, 252 attack, uh, 252 speed, uh, 252 special attack. <laughs> we're not that wild. Uh, four special defense, in Nature. Uh, we're running it with Sticky Web, Moon Blast, Hidden Power Fire for those pesky Ferrothorns. And Stun Spore, because often you'll be faster than whatever is out, and after setting webs, you've got to focus, Sash, you've got something to do with your next turn.
0: I love that set, by the way. That is my favorite. It's so favorite. good. <laughs> I love that it's set. It's so cool. I love that set, mostly because of Stun Spore. I'm not gonna lie. Like, Sticky yeah. Webs are nice, but Stun Spore, I think, is the real MVP on
2: that set. Just because, It is, because you catch the floaty stuff that wouldn't be affected by webs. Like Lando.
0: Yeah. Paralyzing a Lando feels real good, man. A Tornado switch-in? Yep
3: celesteela
0: yeah yeah it feels real good it feels real good but yeah
3: yellow magic baby even if you're not cutting their speed just the chance to not act is often what can make or break yep. something that's coming in on that yeah, Exactly. Um, and then you know, if you have all of this speed control and all of these entry hazards what you really need is something to come in get out of control and just win via overwhelming offensive power so that's why we have Blacephalon, with a 252 special attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed. Tip of nature with beast boost as the ability choice specs have been slapped to this thing's face. Uh, fire Blast, Shadow Ball, HP ground for really anything that's going to try to pick that up. Heatran.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, otherwise you have nothing against it. And then Trick, because why not?
0: I love that. I mean, we essentially took that Blacephalon team from like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we retrofitted
3: it with more anger. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. all we did. It was fine, uh, it was, and it's great.
2: Blasef is fantastic for neutering Heatran, which would otherwise be a cold stop to Superior, which mm-hmm. is your end game. Yeah, whether it's weakening through Shadow Ball to the point that Serp can actually puncture through with Leaf Storm, it's possible, or just bopping it with Hidden Power Ground. Bop it. Um, yeah. Twist it. Pull it. Push yeah, it. There we go. We got it.
0: Kill okay. it flick it um kill it with fire
2: (laughs) man so back in the 90s cool for
0: Uh, all right yeah no you're absolutely right uh so that is the team this week guys you can catch the whole thing over on the discord server because we'll actually remember to do it today because set this year and uh so you guys can try that one out and uh yeah i think that's i think that's pretty much it um yeah, so this is where we're going to leave Seth and Linian today, and then we're going to shift gears over to that interview with uh, Dr. Uh, Lava. So, yeah, uh, thanks for being here, guys. And uh, no I, it's, I, it's closing different. time for you, because get out of the house. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: it's all right, oh. Seth was never there.
2: <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, these kids will catch you on the flip-flop, and we're going to kick it on over to that interview. Puckle presents a special interview. And welcome to another Puckle interview. This week we have someone new. Uh, We have, I I hope I'm saying this correctly, Lava Cut Content, or however you want to go.
1: Dr. Lava's fine.
0: Dr. (laughs) Dr. Lava. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so first of all, who are you? What do you do?
1: Uh, Well, I'm a YouTuber. I've also got a website uh, where I publish... uh, translations lately we've been doing some 2011 uh, 2011 sugimori translations where he uh <laughs> reveals some scrap designs from gen 5 that didn't make it in the release version so i do them on the site and then uh, on the youtube channel i deal with nintendo cut content mostly uh lately just pokemon stuff and so we'll find uh, internal data or translations of um, various ideas concept art maybe things that didn't make it into the release versions of, uh, in this case, Pokemon games, and then, uh, kind of use video editing and maybe some kind of storytelling techniques to try to, uh, convey what those games, you know, might've been like had those elements been incorporated.
0: All right. So, uh, I do this with everybody. I do it just to get things started, get things rolling. Uh, so, uh, we're going to ask you a few questions very quickly. Answer them to the best of your ability. And here we go. So who's your favorite Pokemon?
1: Probably Gligar.
0: Gligar. Okay. Uh, First Pokemon.
1: Is it it, it Gligar? (laughs) I I always mispronounce just about every single Pokemon because I've yeah, I played the game sitting, you know, in my living room by myself. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, so I, I read the names and I'm like, "That's Gligar." And, Is, it uh, Is it Arceus?
0: Is it Arceus? Is it? All uh,
1: oh, right, I've RCS? been playing. Yeah, you know, Gligar has been my favorite since I was about. Well, since he since he came out which was oh, almost twenty years ago now. So yeah. I've been saying my favorite Pokemon name wrong for twenty years apparently.
0: <laughs> uh, first Pokemon game, Blue Version. Favorite Pokemon game, favorite overall.
1: Uh, man, I really like both the uh, Fire Red Leaf Green remakes as well as the Heart Gold and Soul Silver remakes. I think I got to go for Heart Gold and Soul Silver.
0: That's a good answer. And then favorite Pokemon spinoff game?
1: I Haven't played a lot of them. I probably played th- three or four. I think uh, Pokemon Ranger had a certain charm to it. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. I think Pokemon Snap will always be my okay. favorite. Just just because the age I was when I played it, probably.
0: Uh, favorite TM? This one always trips people up.
1: No, <laughs> that uh, that is a tricky one. Uh, man, I guess I'd have to say Snarl uh, purely because of the weird story behind it. Number 95 from
0: five. Yep. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. That's pretty, That ties into your stuff pretty well.
1: Yeah, it's a little shameless plug in a way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. And then Score Scorebunny, or Grookey? I
1: think I like, uh, you know, I, this is what everyone says. I, I like uh, Sobble the best.
0: I don't know. If that's what everybody. This is this is probably the one where I've seen the most diversity among people in terms of like choosing them. Because uh, usually, usually you have like the traditional like I pick the fire types because fire types are cool crowd, and then you've got like the people who are like I hate the cool crowd and they pick the water type, and then you have everybody yeah. else. And this this time it's been a bit more diverse.
1: Well, every on Twitter anytime someone you know uh likes my stuff or whatever I always see they' they've either changed their screen name to Sobble squad or uh, group <laughs> I haven't seen I don't even know what the equivalent is for score bunny so uh
0: I think I, I think yeah. it's like team score Bunny but like Pokemon tried to push like a narrative where it was uh score Bunny squad
1: oh well that's already it's already taken the yeah squad. right
0: exactly they I don't think they understand how this works right <laughs> All right. Well, so let's let's like get into it. So, like you said, um you did a lot of Gen 5 like interviews and you translated them. So, like mm-hmm. I I want to focus a lot on that because it's really cool content and it's just something that's really interesting to me as well. So, what what made you decide to start doing that actually to begin with?
1: Well, I covered the cut content from Pokémon Gens 1 through 4 and then I was trying to find some Uh, unused designs for Gen 5. And i you know, Googling around. I quickly landed on a page I've been to before, a Bulbapedia page called Unused Pokemon. And uh, they had only a handful from Gen 5, and there was no source for them. And Mm. so I was thinking, hmm, uh, these are probably... A few of them said something about, oh, they were from Nintendo Dream interviews. But I spent... uh, I had to drive... I live in China. I had to drive about five hours to another city... And uh, actually, my wife drove. So I just spent the five hours trying to track down those interviews online or even an issue number or anything like that. And I I just couldn't. So I eventually posed the question to uh, my YouTube followers in the community tab. uh, At the time, it was about 22,000 people, and no one could find it. Eventually, Snorlax Monster, who's uh, the manager of uh, Bulba News, Mm -hmm. um, he actually sent me a link to an old defunct blog from a Japanese uh, blogger who transcribed two of the interviews in Japanese and they were, they were the blog no longer existed, had to use a Wayback machine. Mm. And uh, so I got those um, did a little bit more research and uh, basically ended up having those two interviews uh, translated into English and uh, they confirmed some of the stuff that was on the Bulbapedia page, like that, the Hydreigon family was originally a family of tank dragons. Uh, that Tornadus was originally red. Um, and then there was a bunch of stuff that I'd never seen before, like that uh, Petalil originally. I'm, again, sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. I think but
0: that's correct. I don't know, oh. it though. So
1: <laughs> Okay. But uh, that there was a, originally a third stage in the Petalil family that was scrapped. That there was an, originally a Litwick pre-evolution that was a flame Pokemon. That was also scrapped. Um, uh, let me think. Uh, the Dwebble and Crustle, if I'm pronouncing those correctly, uh, mm. were originally he called them furnace Pokemon, who were whose shells were <laughs> kiln fired pottery. And um, so I so I've translated three of those interviews now, um, and I'm still trying to track down the rest of them. I've got 104 origin stories. Uh, of the 156 from Gen 5, and uh, that's pretty good. Got a- that's that's like two thirds, right? The remaining interviews, I'll have to actually find these. I guess about eight or nine year old Japanese magazines somewhere. I've got contacts in Japan. Um, I've got a translator now who's uh, volunteering to translate and help me find some of this stuff. But even he's having trouble finding those old magazines. So, hoping to track them down, have them translated, and find out what other designs did make into the game's release versions.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. I was going to ask you what... Uh, so you mentioned you have a translator. So how, right. how many people are like involved in this to, to like make this happen? Because I imagine it's more than a one-man band.
1: Well, I do most of everything myself. Now I've got this translator who joined up with me a couple weeks ago. Um, I've, of course, got my Patreon patrons who help fund uh, some of these. Uh, Previously, I've been paying about $75 per translation. Mm-hmm. Um and I've also been commissioning some original artwork to help sort of recreate these lost designs. Um I don't know if you're familiar with Helix Chamber.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh Ra- Rachel Briggs is their artist and um I've commissioned her to do some of these uh lost Pokemon designs as well, um, along with another artist named Nick Cron and uh so or is it oh how many people yeah, so I do most of it, and then I've got the translator for the last couple of weeks. Um, these artists who are helping me out, and the funders on Patreon, and then of course I've always got people who are sending me this or that. But um, I guess you could say that's uh, the team.
0: Yeah. So you turn these into videos, and like you, you've you've seen all these origins. So which one's your favorite thus far?
1: I one I thought was interesting was Sugimori said in one of these interviews uh that he's long wanted to make an ant pokemon is the smallest pokemon in, in the pokemon world um but they haven't ever gotten around to making the reality um which is a kind of a strange concept um i suppose because it would be weird to see something the size of an ant fighting you know let's say uh Dialga or something like that yeah. and winning so I, that one kind of stuck out to me uh, the, the Hydreigon again pronouncing it wrong the Hydreigon tank dragon family that was also an interesting one um, I think there's about 20 in total that I've uh, found and uh, mm-hmm. yeah I think I got a special place in my heart for that yeah. ant I think that's sort of an interesting idea <laughs> even if it is kind of a terrible idea
0: well it's kind of like Joltic. Joltic's pretty small Granted he's a ticket, not an ant. Right, right. And then uh he had a chance. He made Durant that gin.
1: Uh it was actually in his description of the Durant origin story that yeah. he mentioned this ant um saying something like, Well, I've wanted to long I've long wanted to make this tiny ant Pokemon, but this time, you know, we made this ant. I decided to focus on this particular design, but I've still got that tiny ant in mind. So
0: there's a chance. There's a chance then, maybe one day. <laughs>
1: Maybe, Maybe one day,
0: yeah. Poison electric ant. It's gonna happen, guys. Right. <laughs> uh. So. So in terms of making videos, like, um, how long does it take you? What's your favorite one? Like the whole shebang. Tell. Tell us about your YouTube life and what you like about it and what you hate about it and everything.
1: Well, I actually do this full time. I don't uh, currently have you know a proper job right now, so um, I usually take about one month to make each video, which is uh, YouTube algorithm the YouTube algorithm doesn't recommend me all that much uh, because they want people uploading every day. But um, I try to, especially lately do stuff that's never done before. Like, you know, the, bringing these translations to life, the original artwork um, uh, you know, finding these magazines and all that. And so it takes quite a bit of research as well as I try to do a good job video editing as well to uh, really kind of do justice to the source material So I'm doing about one video a month presently, and uh, my Mm -hmm. last one took me about, the one on the lock capsule took about 150 hours, and the one I'm currently working on is probably going to be, when you add up all the time for the translations and all that, will probably be well over 150 hours.
0: So for the lock capsule one, did you capture all that footage yourself?
1: Well, it was actually a bit complicated, um... Think to film on a DS to get you know like proper footage as opposed to just kind of like using your iPhone yeah. to film, which obviously looks terrible. Uh, you've, if I remember correctly, um, you needed some kind of ambassador uh, relationship with Nintendo to get that equipment. I don't know why there was never an over-the-counter version, but I don't yeah. think there ever was.
0: There never will be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the reason the video took, yeah, there, at this point there certainly will not be, but. Yeah. The reason it took so long was um, I found a text dump of the game, uh, which included you know mm-hmm. basically all the dialogue that was included in Black and White, including the cut dialogue, which was the dialogue um, that was part of this lock capsule event. So I basically I played the game quite a bit, um, played about 15 hours of Black and White on emulator to get some footage, and then I kind of had to use some video editing tricks to sort of create the illusion uh, that some parts of this event were going on. Some parts I was actually able to do um, in the emulator. Other parts had to be sort of, uh, like I said, create an illusion. For example, Mm. when I'm having in a video, a conversation with Mr. Locke where he's saying, Oh, you've got the lock capsule. I'm a sad clown. Oh, here's a letter from the Johto region, blah, blah, blah. Um, I had, so I had the text from the text dump and then, Mm. uh, You know, those old movies where someone's kidnapped someone's daughter or whatever, and they get a magazine and they clip out the letters. Yeah. Which is basically what I had to do was I went around, talked to a whole bunch of NPCs so I could get all the letters, uppercase and lowercase. And then I clipped them, uh, you know, moved them, you know, one tenth of a pixel at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, when they appear on the screen, the text doesn't just flash up. It goes left to right four characters at a time. Uh, uh one thirtieth of a second. Four characters appear, and so I spent a lot of time making sure that these, that the event that again was creating an illusion was happening in the video was you know pixel by pixel, frame for frame, exactly how it, as as it would have appeared if it were actually occurring. Um, and that took a lot of time.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, that does sound like it took a lot of time. Oh, no. So is the event in the game, actually? Or do you, did you have to do that for that way?
1: You can. Uh, as part of the video, I also mm-hmm. showed folks kind of how they could do it themselves, uh, in which you can use an action replay, or there's also this uh, fan-run DNS Wi-Fi server for the yeah. Nintendo DS. And that using that, you can... Um, Basically, trick your game into receiving the lot capsule event, which was actually – because all this material is actually in the game. Yeah, that's um, what it's I just thought. Ninten- mm-hmm. It's just Nintendo never distributed the lot capsule uh, via special event um, that would have allowed people to experience it. And so basically, you can use cheats or the DNS server to get that first step, which is receiving the lot capsule and hard gold. From there, you can. Everything else is actually in the games, and you can, you know, uh, talk to the mystery gift attendant, get the thing, send it over to Black and White. You got to talk to the scientists and so on. All the steps mm-hmm. that are shown in the video, and yeah. so you can actually play it. And a lot of people have commented, like, "Oh, I just did the event. You know, uh, it works." Blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so in 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 just like covering all of this, um, I don't know. I, I know you do other like not Pokemon stuff, like on your website and everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know, are are you like a Pokemon person, like center most, and then you just like expand out to Nintendo, or do you just see yourself as like Nintendo cut content, and then you go from there?
1: Honestly, I I don't really even like Pokemon very much. I'm just doing (laughs) reviews. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I've been a a Pokemon nerd uh, since I was, you know, 10 years old and Pokemon. I was going to say, I'm like, this is a lot to go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
0: This is a lot to go through.
1: All right. Uh, you know, I'm a big Pokemon fan. Um, I didn't play Generation 7, but I've played everything else, including, you know, I think I said four or five of the spin-off games. i um, also big fan of, you know, what you would probably expect, Metroid, Mario, Zelda. Yeah. So I've covered those as well. Um, not as extensively as Pokemon. Uh, right now I'm just doing Pokemon, but uh, eventually when I get through as much of all this Pokemon stuff as I can, I, I would like to... Uh, I've got a Luigi's Mansion script I'd like to turn into a video at some point and some other kind of you know this kind of big classic Nintendo games that have really interesting cut content and unused ideas
0: that's that's super interesting so so then uh, i I guess then, from a Pokemon community standpoint, how do you do you, do you think that I mean I personally think this is something that's worthwhile and something that should be done just because it's really cool to get everything cataloged properly? And have right. like Pokemon Origins, especially if they if they were like just blatantly like stated, this is what we did with them. Um, mm. But but do you think like the overall reception to the com- from the community has been really good for you in terms of like these interviews and everything else you've been putting out like that?
1: Yeah, the uh, the first three interviews I've translated have gotten about a hundred thousand reads and then uh, or uh, hits on my website. Yeah. Um. Actually, it was cool. The um. Someone after I published the first one, someone tweeted it to uh james turner who's uh the british designer yeah. for the pokemon games
0: yeah now he's the and, director uh, for sword and shield actually too
1: oh is he I, I, yeah I, yeah he's the he's 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 director
0: the, he's the art director for uh for oh, the pokemon sword and shield yeah he, uh, oh, I, yeah yeah took a step back this time and he let a new guy take over and it was james turner
1: oh i didn't realize he was uh art director now that's pretty cool yeah but um yeah, someone tweeted it to him, and, and uh, unsolicited by me, it wasn't uh, you know, <laughs> be yeah. on a socket account or whatever. But um, I was tagged in it, and so I saw the response, and he tweeted back that it was a good read, and kind of made my day just knowing that a man who actually creates Pokemon went to my website and read this this article. But um,
0: And some of the Gen 5 ones. Those were some of his first designs.
1: Right. Uh, uh, Vanelux Family, and, uh, the, Golur- uh, Golurk, right. And, and Mandibuzz. Yeah. And man, them exactly, yeah, yeah. The
0: diaper chicken, yeah, right, right.
1: right. <laughs> uh, that's that's there cool. Was, there was one thing described in uh, in that particular interview, which I hadn't realized before, and I based on people's reactions, I think most people hadn't realized it, which is that. Um, well, first of all, of course, Volibear his uh, his diaper is is the, sh- yeah. the skull of a dead Pokemon, and then. Uh Manda Buzz, uh, I guess he has something like a dress, which is the teeth, and so mm. that when he sits on the egg to incubate it, uh presumably he meant before the egg hatches, yeah. it looked uh it's meant to look like uh a skull, an upside down skull with the pe- with the teeth poking out, which
3: hmm.
1: uh maybe some people knew that. I I didn't know that until I read Suji Mori's description.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, that's that's actually really cool that James Turner actually came back and like responded and said it was cool. That's actually, that's, that's pretty cool. That, that sounds like right. an accomplishment to be proud of.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was pretty happy about that. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think, I they've been pretty well received. Um, like I said, I think about something about a hundred thousand people have read it on my website. And then, uh, there's been quite a few other websites like the uh, crunchy and anime news network and comic Who I was actually a bit frustrated. They kind of republished a lot of the information without, uh, linking to me it's a bit annoying but um so i'm not quite sure how many people have read these interviews at this point um but uh seems to be pretty well received so i'm I'm pretty happy with it i'm gonna keep on i've got kind of a stack of uh translations from the last 10 or 20 years i've piled up on my translator's desk and he's he's working (laughs) through them i was actually working on one just now when right uh, i took a break from a translation to uh to call you actually
0: awesome yeah that's really cool Uh, so, so can you let us in on anything that you're planning on doing in the near future?
1: Well, uh, the next couple of videos will be the ones in which I, um, present the information from these first three interviews with a 15 or 20, uh, beta Pokemon designs. And like I said, I've got the original artwork for them. Mm -hmm. And then the interview I'm working right now is, uh, my translator, Kenji, the intern is is what he goes by. Uh, he sent me the translation now. I'm commentary for it, in which uh, there's some interesting information in there as well. Um, human characters are never as interesting as the monsters themselves, but uh, there's some interesting stuff like that. Uh, professor Juniper, Professor Juniper, instead of being the uh, you know, first female professor, she was originally a fat man. And then <laughs> Right. And then Suki Mori went, and as he calls the situation he complained to Masuda and said he wanted juniper to be a woman and he wanted her to be a career New York type woman and that he uh. would do the design and he would do the design himself, which he usually doesn't do and uh, it's kind of an interesting story of uh, all these interviews the development of Gen five and how things change and why they change because this person complained or this person stepped up and took responsibility for that character or that Pokemon so um, yeah all these interviews are pretty interesting,
0: yeah. I like that. I didn't know that at all. That's, that's actually really interesting. I know know I've been, (laughs) I've been doing this for 12 years. so, Oh man, that's good. I like learning new things like that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm finding as much as I can throughout (laughs) these, uh, translations.
0: No, I really, I really appreciate that. So I I guess that's pretty much all I have. And it was, it's, this has been a fun conversation. This has been a blast. Um, so, so yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Before we leave you, though, like where can people find you? Uh, like just do all your plugs, you know,
1: <laughs> Oh, sure. I think I've only got a couple. Uh, I just on YouTube. I'm Dr. Lava, D-R-L-A-V-A, Dr. Lava. And uh, my website is just la- LavaCutContent.com. And that's where the translations are.
0: All right. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's where uh, we are going to uh, end it here, guys, with Dr. Lava. Once again, thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: And we're going to go and we're going to cut it to uh, later on me to do the uh, to do the outro. And here I am, guys. We are here to just let you know that you can go ahead and follow Puckle on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever social media is sold at Puckle Podcast. You can, of course, catch me on stream doing the Nuzlocke later this week on Thursday and Battle Streams on Wednesday, uh, Jushiro and Orange doing tcg on monday and tuesday respectively over at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast and of course if you can go support our youtube channel we're going to be posting some of those nuzlocks over there uh in the near future right now we've run out of piddle battles or tournament battles because we're not going to cover summer league until the final tournament so you're going to have those to to put you aside but we're very close to getting repartnered we are only like 115 subscribers away so please go do that if you can we really appreciate all the help you can give us just because we, we really want to get repartnered. And then, of course, if you want to keep up with the show, check out our Discord. That's where you can chat with me, other fans of the show. It's just a really good time. And finally, I think the last thing we always talk about is going over to our Tee Public store to support the show. And then finally, you can also go over to Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Well, guys, here in the Laventown Radio Tower, it is closing time. And Puckle would like to thank all of his patrons who make this show possible. So thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Wing Zero, Rob, Josh, Keegan, Ilaria, Dr. Shamu, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Rotted Mushroom, Mr. Panda, Titan Killer, Lane Gross, Lord Korbinek, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, and Enharmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Samuel, Claude9, Bodtech, Chris, Swampertata, Tori, Steve, Josh, Doc McStuffles, Cody, the Golden Klefki, the British Gent, Trevor, Mark, TJ, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso, Taylor, Charles, Colt, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tup, David, Dark Shaggy, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Franco, Justin, Locke, Jordan, Zach, Jonathan Graham, Greg Alec, Mikey, Kevin, Josh, Half Full Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Nick, Dylan, Huitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Dylan, Thomas, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, AZCRXS, Joshua, Travy, Cordell, Julie, and the Really V. Thank you to all of you for making the show possible. And we will be having patron packages out very shortly, followed up by the next month's round of badges as well. So keep a uh, lookout for those. We will announce it in the Discord when those packages go out. Uh, and I will catch you guys on the flip-flop.
2: A lot can happen
3: in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.